0: Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long. Let's go! Let's get this show going, man. Hurry up, hurry up! With your hosts, Swagzilla Zero-G. We can't all be winners. And Mike, the feverish Fodaro.
1: never in a vacuum! Nothing is in a vacuum!
0: The Rookie Fever Podcast. We're just having fun and we're working, baby. That's it, baby. Come wait see- Welcome back to Rookie Fever, episode 307, here as always with the feverish Fanero. How the heck are you?
1: Good. I thought for sure with seven you were going to go some sort of rhyming
0: game, but that's a tough one. Three, oh, well, you know, it's so... What, heaven? You know, and that was just it, you know, I have... What, like, let me look so we can be exact here. I have 34 seconds... To try to think of something that rhymes with that number. <laughs> For those who think I'm thinking of that all day, I'm not. Sometimes I don't even know what that's number awesome. episode it is until we hit record. So I have 36 seconds ish. I'm with you. And you're like, okay, like seven, eleven, heaven. Yeah, That's not. Kevin, Mevin, not a lot. like this is no fun, you know. So it's like, give you a piece of heaven. Yeah. You, you know, like, and I think work. we can. I think we can provide that. Um. But uh, I don't know. This definitely isn't hell. What is Rookie (laughs) Fever? Is this like a purgatory? I don't know. It's hot. It's hot. It's definitely hot. It is hot. Maybe it is closer to hell than heaven. But it's so really what we're doing today is episode 307 and Feverish is getting me back. He's got 307 questions for me. And in honor of 307, I have to answer each one in 3.7 seconds. Yep. (laughs) ready? Ready. Everybody just turn this. Don't go!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Stay. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Calm down.
0: Oh, you may think that was to pull you back in, but it was really because we're going to do some rookie rewinds. This is something Feverish and I have found important to Rookie Fever as we move away from the classes. And soon, the 22 class are going to be our rewinds. As we move into the 23 class, but we still have that 2021 class to rewind and talk about maybe a little bit here and there. So we're going to have a whole show of it. Pretty easy show planned for you guys tonight, though. And then, you know, maybe a couple doses as we get into the 2023 class, because that's right around the corner. I think Feverish mentioned you're releasing our first Rookie Fever Player Profile Monday, Monday, February 6th. That's right. Monday, February sixth. Do who's the player? Is that are we gonna tease that or I'm not gonna reveal that at this time. Ooh, the big reveal. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to wait till Monday. Tune in. I can I can tell you it's with uh, guest Jason DiRienzo. Jason's awesome too. Yes. And we so we were just on Debbie to Dynasty with Jason and Brandon. Great time. If you guys haven't check that out. Get with Brandon, get on the Debbie dashboard. We did a four-round mock on that show. Four-round
1: 23 mock.
0: Those guys are awesome. With landing
1: spots. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. That was a fun show. We
0: all have good chemistry together, too. I like being on there. Yep. So Jason will kick it off, and then Brandon will be on later. But nonetheless, we're be, because of recent market value, we've decided to start the show, the Rookie Fever Player Profiles, a week early this year. Correct. Do you like how I said that? Because of re- yeah. recent market value? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. But today we're rewinding. So we've got some rookie rewinds that we wanna leave behind, and then we've got some some that we wanna get behind. Well, we wanna back them up for the future. Like get a little back to the future. Is that right? Did I say it rolls yes. off like so much better in text. Like, no, I think I
1: think that worked so just fine. fine.
0: You fully explained it. Oh, i want to start doing that now just like say something before you hit the button so they know like something's yeah, coming up yeah, like yeah. oh yeah you won like oh my god
1: we've
0: lost listeners at the beginning of this show well with the 307 question thing we might have lost a couple yeah right yeah. right there so anyway what do you want to do? Do you want to do you want to get rid of somebody or do you want to tell me who's who you're going to back up for the future? I
1: want to start off positive. I want to start off with one of those guys. I'm going to back up for the future.
0: All right. I like it.
1: <laughs> My guy is from the 2021 class. Devonte Smith uh, comes out his rookie season, breaks Deshaun Jackson's rookie season record in year one with 916 yards, five touchdowns. Then takes his game to a whole new level playing no, alongside AJ Brown. No, no, a. no,
0: no, no. There's no way he could have done that with AJ Brown there. <laughs>
1: then this year, <laughs> takes I know, his I know. game to a
0: whole. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I'm saying no because that's what people were saying at the beginning yeah, of the year. Yeah, I love like, that. There's no, no way that could happen with AJ Brown yep, there.
1: I love that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's that's an excellent point that I didn't even make here in my list, but alongside of AJ Brown, he goes for almost. He goes. Four yards shy of 1,200 swags. um, And adds two more touchdowns to his record with seven total. 13th in the league at wide receiver with the total targets of 136. He hasn't missed a game either for those worried about his 170-pound weigh-in at the combine. Wide receiver nine overall in PPR this year. Up from wide receiver 30 his rookie season. Yeah, that's pretty nice. I, yeah, he had a monster season, dude. Wide receiver one season. Um, I remember, and this is like maybe something you can kind of remember in any of your drafts. I, and I still, I still love Waddle. Don't get me wrong. Waddle actually was wide receiver eight this season. But I remember feeling like I had just in a couple drafts, I was so high on Smith that I had just like shot myself in the foot again. By drafting Devonta Smith over Waddle. And now I feel a little better about that situation. And I love him moving forward. I mean, A.J. Brown's going nowhere. Devonta Smith's going nowhere. Hertz is going nowhere. And all of them are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I feel real good about Devonta Smith this year
0: and the future. Last year was a silly fun class. We mentioned that with Brandon (laughs) and Jason as well yep so man i like that you went with a stud because i did the same thing i feel like mine <laughs> maybe gets a little bit more shade okay maybe he's your guy maybe you're gonna get behind this but the what the guy i'm gonna get and back up at first here is Najee harris oh i love it i think he's gotten a lot of shade yes he has had that metal plate in his foot to start the year mm. it was we, we, we knew he was hobbled by it. He let us know, had it taken out. We knew that still bothered him a little bit more. But then after that, I mean, you just see the dude come on, like slowly throughout the season, it's getting there, like to RB1 finishes. You have a 99 yards overall, week 10, 116, week 11. Week 12 was kind of a, a low, low week of 39 overall. But then, I mean, he's got a 92 yard against Pittsburgh, 86, 95, 123, 90 yards. He finishes the season RB11 with our rookie fever scoring. He's a RB1. Half the rest of the, the end of the season, he was that mid-weight, mid, mid-range, like running back. I think that he, because of his age, you're going to hear a lot of like, Josh Jacobs is only three years older. Those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Najee Harris is old. He is an older guy for the the amount of years he has in the league, but I believe that Pittsburgh is going to stick with him, and he's the running back. All this Jalen Warren stuff, there's just been just enough shade yeah. to where Najee Harris is my flavor. I've got a trade to tell you about as we get into the show a little bit more.
1: Yeah, no, I love I love bringing up Harris. That's that's great. Uh, the receptions were way down this year. Um, I think he had uh, something in the range of thirty five or forty, which is like almost half of what he had in his rookie forty one. So yeah, yep. So that hurt him, no doubt. The thing I own Najee Harris in the league, and the thing that I remember feeling was, well, damn. He's not Najee Harris this season. Something's wrong, you know. Like maybe it's the foot, maybe it's the usage, maybe it's Kenny Pickett, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. But you know what he was the whole year? Just consistent, man. Yeah. You could, you didn't have to bench him ever. Not like Mike Evans. It, you're gonna look at Mike Evans. and You're gonna look at the stats and you're, uh, in the box scores, and you're gonna say, "Oh, Mike Evans was a wide receiver one." And it's like a fifty yep. point game at the end of the season. Najee Harris didn't mess with you like that. Najee Harris yeah. gave you consistent games. He's week a captain in and week the out. Team. Yeah.
0: I love that one. I just think, and I think the price is right. Yeah, I bet it is. Yeah, there's just enough shade for that to be right. I'm not putting him in like the Jonathan Taylor, like Brees no. Hall, yeah, John Robinson I conversation. Yep. I want to be clear here, but man, yep. I think he's an RB1, Fanero. Yep. And that tier that you just mentioned that you say
1: is above Najee Harris, that's a tier that's really hard to get. Yeah. The tier below it, on the other hand, is still an RB1, yep. and I would, I would argue with more upside, he should be more healthy- Right? Kenny Pickett should be that much more experienced. And then on top of it, he's going to get more than 40 receptions. So, like, there's upside there, too.
0: Yeah. Finero, Finero, Finero. Back for the future.
1: Yeah. So, this is this is another guy I've been backing since this rookie season. I will back him again and looking forward to seeing him his third season. Pat Fryermuth, Um, I think is... Almost 500 yards, 497 to be exact, and seven touchdowns was a great rookie season. It was just overshadowed by Kyle Pitts and his 1,000-yard season, and rightfully so. Um, but Pat Fryermuth then takes it to another level, jumps up a notch his sophomore season, goes from tight end 22 to tight end 6. I'm sorry, tight end 14 to tight end 6 this year. Um, with room to grow, I think, again, it's the same Kenny Pickett thing that you brought up with Harris. I think, I think I'm think i willing to think that I don't think it's going to be a huge jump, but I think Kenny Pickett will take a step forward next season. I think he'll be more comfortable. And um, he also only had two touchdowns this year. So there's a little bit of yeah. uh, positive regression, if you will. Like a lot of people like to use that term, heading him back. I could see him getting seven touchdowns again next year, maybe beefing that up to 800 yards. That would have made him tight end three this year.
0: I mean, he's in 24. worst case, Steeler Nation twice. is loving us right now. They're freaking loving us. <laughs> That's
1: a really good point. Yeah, we don't share <laughs> this, by the way. In case you haven't already figured that out, we don't really share our guys.
0: So another She's one back to back. I'm I'm backing this guy up for the future, and I wanted to say Trey Lance here, mm. but I thought it would be enough just to say I wanted to say Trey Lance here. <laughs> And and nice. I've, we've talked nice. about Trey Lance a lot, like the last couple of weeks with all Feels of like our Brock Purdy talks. Yes. Feels like we have. So I'm getting behind Mac Jones. Oh, nice. I think that he's going to be closer to what he did with that rookie season. I I'll think that, that they're going to change things. I think that he chirped enough and. I think things are going to be better for Mac Jones. I think the system will fit him better. I think the team got behind him quickly. It is, you don't see teams rally behind their quarterbacks that often publicly like that, unless you're like a stud. And even then you have like your teammates making fun of Russell Wilson. You have teams telling you, Oh, I wish Aaron Rodgers was just here at camp, you know, like, but the team rallied behind Mac Jones. That t- that says a lot to me, and it that might have rubbed Belichick wrong, but that's Mac Jones's team, and I am I'm sending offers out for Mac Jones. In fact, Fanero, what I did before the show um, with the guys that I wanted to get behind, I sent trades out for to get getting rid of the player that I'm leaving behind. Fanero, mm, I like it. One was accepted. Okay. Is that and the that one we're trade talk about? Yep. So that trade was my Javante Williams and Nikhil Harry for Najee Harris that was accepted. I sent trades out for all of these players. I talked about Mac Jones, Trey Lance, and Najee in every league that I had Javante in on MFL and just seen what would happen. And the only one that was accepted so far was that one before the show. The injury concerns me. The injury adds age in my concern, in my opinion. So I mean, a lot of people are going to be like, "Oh, he's only twenty-two. Najee's twenty-four. What'd you just do?" I just got a healthy running back and one that has done better than Javante for the first two seasons of both of their careers. And I have a lot of concerns about the Javante Williams injury. Um, I haven't been able to sell any Javante, so I just thought about this before the show and tried it with Najee. And it happened to work. So he's been a tough sell. If I can't get a certain thing, I'm going to hold, you know, and see yeah, what happens with him. So sure. I'm not, like, saying I'm done with him forever. I hate him. I like Javante. I have huge concerns about this injury for Nero and how he comes back. Um, we're going to have some of these running backs come back and give us those Dobbins and Akers-type mm, first couple. That's a really good You know thing. what I mean? Like, you and I yeah. have mentioned that before, you know? like it So... I just don't feel like waiting for Nero. And yeah. you so ever notice, yeah, I made that trade.
1: You ever notice those players that you wait on? DJ Moore would be one of those that come to mind right away. Those players that you wait on, you seem to wait and wait and wait on and it seems like it's a different reason every single year I I, you you got me you got my head scratching now is is Javante Williams gonna be that guy right we had his rookie season where he he was 50 50 with Gordon maybe 64 I think Gordon was ahead of him and then we had this year where it looked like he was gonna kind of take the reins and then no he gets hurt then next season it could be like you said a late start Mm -hmm. right and if he has a late start what do you think Denver's gonna do about that Denver had nobody so they're yeah. going to draft somebody, not to replace Javante Williams, relax, I'm not saying that, but they're going to re- get a body in there that's going to make them feel better about what's behind Javante Williams, for sure. Yeah. And that, and that guy that, could get but, some um, play.
0: That Whoa. Rookie fever. They show them. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. So, like the, but the when you mentioned on. that guy... And I kind of thought you were going to go the other direction with, like, who is Javante going to be when he's healthy, too? Like, not only, like, that guy, like, how long do you have to wait for him to come back? But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when he does come back, sure, full steam, okay? Yeah. Full steam. I'm not talking one week here, like, right. the, their ceiling week. But are we getting David Montgomery slash, like, Miles Sanders? Or are we getting, again, like, I hate to say, but are, are we getting, like, Austin Eckler? Like, you know, are we getting an RB three, a top five (laughs) running back? Are we getting an RB one, you know, or just like an RB 16, which is all good. But Mm -hmm. what am I waiting for to really end up happening? And I think it's probably closer to that RB like 10 to 16 area than the top guys, especially coming off this injury. So, yeah, I'm happy to get out. Who, who are you getting rid of? Or, you don't you don't want to be behind anymore.
1: Yeah, so this guy, this guy was an early second to mid-second rookie pick, high NFL pick, Terrace Marshall. Mm, yeah, I'm not falling for this little blip on the radar with 467 yards this season and saying, "Oh, wait a minute, he could turn it around." He was wide receiver 89 this season. Put it in perspective: he was wide wide receiver 137 the year before that. He has a total of 600 better? yards. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, that's what that's what I think people would say. Right. And, and and I think another argument you could make is like, remember, you know, it used to take three years for a wide receiver. Maybe Terrace Marshall's that guy. I, I just I don't think the NFL has that patience anymore. Not for someone that's done so little. He has one touchdown over those two seasons, 600 yards over those two seasons. And the reason I put him here is not just the production. It's because of where we all drafted Terrace Marshall. I I that stings and i think a lot of people hold for that reason and i'm just here to say don't hold like this no, is this I'm isn't a player this is not a player to hold and wait for this is a player to move on from these these team swags they could have had pat Friermuth. Terrace marshall in every single one of my drafts was picked before pat Fryermuth.
0: yeah and I remember that. I remember even hyping yeah. him up a little bit. Yeah, I thought um, he'd at least be a touchdown threat. But I like that you brought up the three-year wide receiver rule, and because even with that, like you, I mean, you mentioned like he. What did you say? One twenty-nine to eighty-nine, some, something. One thirty. Yeah. Something. I don't know. To eighty-nine. 18, eighty-nine. Like, this. You want to see more than that? Even like yes. you're one and two, yes. like you want to see more than that. Like you want to see at least like some wide receiver 50 wide. You know what I mean? Like if you're not in the wide receiver four range with an opportunity, you know what I mean? I'm very concerned at that point. Like, cause that, that shows that you're getting like the opportunity in the NFL to me. Like you can look at some guys and be like, Oh, I'm surprised he was wide receiver 37. And -hmm. then you can start to create a narrative. And, but There were there were absolute holes in times where you would have thought that Marshall would have had a chance to get on the field and make something happen and he just didn't. And let's just let's put
1: push Marshall to the side for a minute, right? For any wide receiver to succeed, the team needs to be like this team's a mess. Carolina's a mess. You know, and the rebuilding. They let McCaffrey go. You know what I mean? Like this is not this is not a there's no hope here. But Marshall's renaissance just happened. What's that?
0: They'll have C.J. Stroud st- soon.
1: Maybe I don't think he. I don't think that's going to happen.
0: Well, actually, where where does Carolina pick? Let's board it. Let's board it. You can have the other thirty one teams. I'll take the Panthers. Yeah.
1: Where does Carolina pick? I don't,
0: <laughs> even, know. I don't even know where Carolina. Um, I don't know. They'll have to move up. They'll be trading up. Oh, uh, Okay. All right. I They'll need know, that 101. Well, one hundred and one one overall.
1: They, I think they sh- C.J. Think-
0: Stroud. You hear, you heard it here on Rookie Fever.
1: I think they should draft one because getting one free agency doesn't work. Yeah. yeah they're and picking ninth, dude. that's gonna be tough. They're gonna I think it's Louis also Levis. tough
0: to like it's it's not the organization like Aaron Rodgers wants to go to right. exactly. I don't I don't think at least.
1: right. And this all affects Terrace Marshall too is my point, right? Like Terrace Marshall's bad for Terrace Marshall. Caroline is also bad for Terrace Marshall. Yeah, I'm gonna leave him behind. Swags.
0: Who are you leaving behind? Well, I left Javante behind. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. And Bold move, cotton. and 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 that was kind of easy yeah yeah you want me to leave more behind
1: (laughs) no you don't need to leave any more behind if that's what you left behind that's a big leave behind i'll give you that i i did maybe perhaps some low-hanging fruit over here at the leave behind i don't know too many people who are holding out a whole lot of hope for terrorist marshall but for the five people that are
0: don't (laughs) trying to think here a little filler (laughs) I tried to um, offer you a trade. You
1: revoked like five trades. Is that is that one of your uh, techniques?
0: Um, no, it's not. I mean, nothing <laughs> by like, it. It may yeah, be selfish. Few... I'm just thinking about myself. But it just what happened when I revoked that one is um, somebody messaged me and ah. said that they were thinking about a deal that I I liked a little bit better. Gotcha. Somebody that has a 2023 versus your 2024. Mm, obviously they don't have the same player, but right. um that's what happened there. I'm okay. always down to talk though.
1: I actually thought it would it, it's not a horrible technique. <laughs> like if you do it once, right? If you do it once, it's like I was thinking about this. Because, <laughs> uh, because I'll be honest, I, I went and I looked because of it. It was a, it was a back-to-back email. There was a, there was a trade offer and a revoke. And I looked and I was just like, hmm. It made me think, and I was like, oh, let me go take a peek at that stuff. So I think it might could work. I never did that, but it could work.
0: This, uh, this might sound weird to you, but I, I oddly um, don't have that many strategies that I use in trades like that or tactics. I'm, uh, if anything, I'm one hundred percent. Uh, I'm 95% honest um, throughout any trade talks to where it it may even hinder me if you are nice enough to start a conversation with me and you're like, well, tell me what you feel. And it's just like, because I hate like the car salesman approach of a trade or something like that, that I'm going to be like, well, this is how I feel. This is why I'm trying to make the trade. You know, this is my prerogative. Like. And I'll I'll probably be 100% honest with you You, um, to a point, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, but I don't have too many tactics. If I tell you, you and I are exclusive, I'll tell you when we're not, and it's not to use it as leverage, but it's just to be honest, like, Hey, we're not exclusive anymore. Right. Um, I know I get that. It feels like leverage, um, but I'm not that guy. I'm just letting you know, Hey, you might see one accepted now. That's, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I know and you it. were thinking, but, um, I hate it when somebody like says something to me, like, if you don't accept this deal, I've got one. I'm going to go accept and then yeah. you're like, okay, go accept it. And then it never yeah. gets done. And you're like, you don't yeah. freaking do that to me, dude. Like, yeah. so I, I'm pretty transparent and honest in a lot of my trade talks. Do I have like tactics that I use? And, um, I, I more like use yourself against you and the market against you and the echo chamber, you know, like, I believe that you are in it and I'm not, Hey, I'm talking to all of you. <laughs> like, that's yep. just how I work. I'm not, it doesn't mean you are. But yeah. that's how I operate. I believe that you I've are, seen it. And, and I'm going to use it. Yep. I've and seen it. I'm going to no, shake it, on it up. This you show, know, like, yeah, on the show you brought it up. Yeah, I yeah. mean you I can. It's a great strategy. Be a part of the mix and spice, or you can you can stir it up. And I want to stir it up a little, Finero. But. Yeah, so I don't I don't have that many tactics that I use like within anything like that. Like it probably comes off like as like a dickhead move sometimes, but even at that I don't even care. Like I'm like, right. eh. like <laughs> I'm pro- I'm like, hey, he's probably not going to trade with me anyway. I'm revoking it." Like <laughs> um who knows how long he's going to think like I'm somebody else is talking to me. They have my attention. Fair enough, right? Yeah, absolutely. I w- I would like to be dealt that way. So yeah, it's just, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, I like to make trades a lot. It makes my leagues more enjoyable. I have also found that um, sometimes it annoys people when you're, like, uber active and, like, you're trying hard and trying hard and trying hard, you know? but Yeah,
1: that's a tough one, though. There's a line and everybody's different. Um, I, I agree with you. I, I, I agree that there's some people that get upset with that. I would be one of them, but it, I think my line is pretty far. Like I think yeah. I have fun going back and forth. I what I don't enjoy is when a league mate will
0: just revisit the same deal.
1: You know what I mean? Mm. So like six weeks. See, go I've by. done that
0: before, and somebody got mad at me, and they called me out in a league chat. Well, but I, I explained I it to him. That. And well, so my situation was like when I had sent the first one. Hypothetically, it was four weeks ago, and it, it was in season. This person was like an eighth seed at the time. I sent them a trade that I felt was fair. I am better at fantasy football than them. So my team continued on and their team got worse and worse into the point where it was eliminated from any sort of contention. So I tried again because these are old aging pieces on their team As it was like Derrick Henry and like the old guys, you know, somebody mm-hmm. that like you might want to get rid of when you're out of contention. So I sent the close to identical RF offer once he was out of contention and I was still being um, good at fantasy football <laughs> and – Hey, hey man you 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 deserve this if you want to call me out in league chat this guy said some nasty things so th- this is totally fine he's not my friend um and a- at that point i kind of like like really gingerly in my opinion tried to explain my rationale of just like well hey like this is what happened you know I, i'm I, i'm sorry I won't do it again but I, I do want to explain myself to you while we're here like this is what in my mind what i did like i thought maybe like three or four weeks ago okay cool he was going for it this week like it says your team can't go any further so i tried again like thought maybe you'd want to rebuild a little bit so yes i sent the same trade offer but that was my mindset it wasn't to like plug the same offer every day it was like weeks apart yeah and um the guy continued to like call me names and be like, no, this is what you actually do. And this is what you're trying to do. And I'm just like, listen, man, like I, I, I won't send you any more trades. I'm sorry. I, I wouldn't sit here and spend the time of day to lie on you and explain my rationale of how I work and operate. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. Um, now, it
1: sounds like there was a month between and a significant change, which would be, from contention to non-contention that happened in between those three or four weeks. Like, I'm talking about a weekly a weekly offer that, like, the peripheral pieces which aren't worth more than a fourth are the only things changing out and they repeatedly try to, you know, and then you're giving context to them saying, I'm not interested in the key piece on your side. Like, that mm, that yeah. that's busy stuff I don't want to deal with. I've already kind of, you know what I mean? so So, I feel like you force my hand and I have to, like, kind of be less nice about it.
0: Well, that's an interesting thing, too. Like, sometimes when you send a trade offer or like, let's say that you sent the first trade offer and then my counter has absolutely zero to do with the trade you sent me. I'm not giving (laughs) you one piece you wanted and I'm not taking on one player that you wanted to give me. Right. You have to be able to figure out something in your counter that kind of still works for that player. Otherwise, you're just a jerk sending dumb counters like there's there's an exception to a situation like maybe you know a little bit about this trade and you know he's looking for a wide receiver or a quarterback or a running back and you're like hey i won't trade you that wide receiver but i might do this one but still the same he already showed you what he's trying to get rid of if you send a counter that has nothing that was involved in that trade going either way it's just not going to happen like you have to be able to look and like Venero and I are going to trade Najee and Javante and that like something like if you counter that, you can't just straight change everything and because otherwise you're just like, well, what am I looking at here now? Like you changed everything around. Like there's nothing about this. I want, like, I can't tell if you're even serious or I, I don't know. So where if were I, we?
1: <laughs> <laughs> if I have a one-to-one player tree, that's, that's thrown my way and it feels like a lateral move. In, you know what I mean? Like the the players are close enough. I mean, one comes a little more risk than the other. One's a little older than that. I tend to do nothing or I tend to put the same two players in a trade with a lot more players. Like a total package of like four or five players. Or, yeah, that,
0: something that might make it more fun for you or appeasing. Yes, or you, you nailed like, it. Here's like, the player you it's want. It's literally more play-
1: fun for me. Yes. Yeah. Because the straight up thing, it I, I feel like I'm the second I would, was to accept it, I'll regret it. Like the second I do it, because I'm just going to now think, well, that was the wrong decision because mm-hmm. it's one for one. Like I'm just going to know it is, and, it, and it's going to bother only me situation until I find out. that it I works.
0: would really do that is if I was like, going after a stack, or in mm-hmm. today's situation, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mentioned about like Najee and Javante, where I feel like the market doesn't really um, care about the production and like where they are at today. Sure. Um, those kind of trades, but, but and sometimes I might even like If you have Josh Allen and I have digs, you're going to be the first person I try to sell digs to just like assuming that maybe you operate sort of similar to me or and kind of want the stack Mm -hmm. and, and then I'll probably try to get like part of my stack from you. So I don't even know what would be fair today. Like maybe I have Deshaun Watson and you have Amari Cooper or something like that, like that that might work out too perfect for us. You know what I mean? But there are situations where for me, it's just kind of fun, you know, or I might, you know what? I don't know. I can think of situations, but I I do know what you mean too. Like if you, for me giving you advice, if you came to me and you were like Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase, I'd be like, who cares? Like, you know what I mean? Like at that point, like honestly, like why, why even bother? Um, and that's just, like, the easiest example to use. And I I'd right. feel the same way, like, throughout all of the tiers. Um, but if you gave me some context, like, well, I've got Burrow and, oh, yeah, dude, that sounds fun. Okay, right. let's let's do that. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. So. I, think
1: it, I think of the other pieces, too, like, I don't want to say mitigate risk, but kind of. Right. So like if and, and this is just this is for the sake of this argument. Don't hang your hat on like the the outcome because it won't happen. But let's say let's say Harris and Javante Williams wind up with a very similar season um, next year. Again, mm-hmm. like just just for the sake of this argument. Yeah. I'm just going to feel like I lost two years. You know what I mean? Like Javante's two years younger and I'm going to feel like I lost two years. And, the, and the, the deal wasn't necessarily the one I had to make. But, but it's close, right? I didn't lose, per se. Right. Um, so, it's close. And this is like really extrapolating things. But if I had three other pieces involved, I have other ways where I can feel very comfortable with that trade. That's why I think it's I another that. reason. So, it's not just fun, but it, it also has like this – it's 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 more layered. I have really hard time one for one. I'm, no, I, I know what you really, mean. really, really do. Really, really
0: do. I know what you mean. And I know that before you even said anything – anything there you mentioned that that you were just like using that but i think yeah like given the situation i don't think i'm going to necessarily lose those years or production and unless and i mean anything could happen but najay needs you would injury have to get hurt for me to have yeah the, the only way yeah uh, yeah like a similar injury to what javante already yep. has for me to have agree. the the those concerns throughout yep. his career Right. And any player that, can
1: have that. So you can't worry about that.
0: Yep. Yeah. Totally. Agree. So, and it, and Javante already has it. Right. So, right but now. I get what we you're saying that. too, as far as like the age thing and like going into it and some players come back and you're like, why was I worried? Mm-hmm. Some players mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. Derek Henry and never mm-hmm. stop. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I'm trying to get rid of my Javante. Yeah, you you play this game long and, enough, right. man. You've seen it all. You know what I mean? You literally mm-hmm. have seen all that stuff happen. Like, I
1: love that you like said all those scenarios. Like, oh, he just came back all healthy. He's coming back ahead of schedule. You hear that all the time. Yeah. But then you hear this other stuff. You brought up really good examples when you brought up the initial trade, like Dobbins, Gus Edwards. Like these guys just don't come back yeah. sometimes. And the things that you know, you always hear they're gonna. The thing- <laughs> yeah. But you know, Javante Williams is going to struggle. Like, you know yep. that he's hurt badly right now, this second, this day of yeah. February 1st or 2nd, whatever it is, yep. Like you know, right now. Najee Harris is just another healthier day and another healthier day. Like he played the whole season. Yeah. Um, and this whole off season is going to make him that much better for next season. And he had a, a down year. deep running back class. He had a yeah. down year as an RB yeah. one
0: A down year. That says everything you need to hear. Deep running back class. Like Denver is going to bring in somebody. I think Javante's so. is going the to be the lead back. I think Javante is the lead back. I'm not going that far. Yeah. Yet, I don't but. think
1: Denver drafts any a running back until like round
0: four. Which can complement him in this draft? Yes, one hundred percent.
1: That's all I'm talking about. They're bringing in another body, and that body's going to get opportunity through OTAs, get an opportunity. You know what I mean? Like that—that shit can happen.
0: We've covered a lot. You know what I want to talk about a little bit next next week? Next week, yeah. Next week, I want to talk about next week. Yeah. I want to talk about wide receivers and how to like handle them, like from a value and production standpoint. At Give least a example. little segment. I'll talk to you a little bit uh, after the show. Okay. And I'm not talking about the studliest of studs. We're going to talk about some other stuff, <laughs> at least for part of it. But I think we've kind of met our time requirements. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: we have just. And met I think us. that if we, uh, it's a conversation we could start right now. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, who knows how long it would go. This is a very good point. Not to mention, you got to, you got to, any good show makes them want more. Make them wait. Yeah. While you're waiting, go over to campuscanton.com, put in code Fever, save 10%. Those guys are pushing it out, getting you ready for your rookie drafts. And then also Dynasty Nerds, same thing, code Fever, 15% off. Man, the videos are up. Start watching those now. Trade calculators, trade finders, find out like what people are actually doing with with players right now i find it interesting you know because you can go over to dynasty trades calculator and i think you get some of like the best current like values and easy Mm -hmm. to understand and read i think the trade values are pretty good on picks players etc but you can go over to dynasty nerds and i find myself more interested every time i want to sell a player or acquire a player i go over there for ideas Honestly, because it just kind of like it shows what people are currently doing and you might see a player that you're like, wow, I didn't even think about trying to buy him. I mm-hmm. I might do that now, even if you're not using the same exact pieces. Um, so that's that's a tool that I've I think is a little bit low key underrated on dynastynerds.com under the GM managers, just the trade finder, just type in Russell Wilson. For example, and see who's the most current trades. You can put it in your league format, even, and it'll do super flex or one quarterback. I, I really like that tool a lot.
1: Nah, no, that's great. We we actually used it for an episode and had a lot of fun uh, yep. talking about. I, I know. I, I think, think that's was... when
0: I really started liking it mm-hmm. a lot or using it more. and You brought yep. it up.
1: Yeah. Christian Watson was going through his like renaissance and mm-hmm. uh, we were checking out some trades for him and just saying, you know, are people getting a little too hot and heavy and it's the time to get rid of them? or And it's a great way to take a temperature on that.
0: Yeah. Who are you? Who are you?
1: <laughs> I am Mike Finero. You can find me at Ardbark TV. Some people call me feverish. It seems to be the, the nickname of choice. This guy over here, is Swagzilla now, on to me zero G on Twitter? But Shane Swagger, as his friends know,
0: and we are telling like if you like today's episode, please give us a five star review. We love them until next time. Always be building. We are at Rookie Fever and we are out. <laughs> When you kiss me, fever when you hold me tight Fever in the morning, fever all through the night Sun up the daytime, moon lights up the night I light up when you call my name And you're gone on a tree that you ride, right. rookie fee That is something you all know Fever isn't such a new thing Fever started long ago now you got the one-on-one scouting? it's never done this right. stupid throw and run I told you only one size be just unreal ending spot Not ideal weight When's break out a full? rookie fever stage Romeo loved Juliet Juliet, she felt the same When he pulled his arms around her He said, Julie, baby, you're my friend now we get a fever When we kiss it Fever without and you Fever I'm a fire Fever, yeah, I burn for
1: So who's got the fever? Cause I got the fever Now you got the fever So she got the fever And he got the fever No you got the
0: fever So let's beat the fever Thank God for the fever Thank God for the fever, fever I I you got the fever